Are you an experienced hiker and backcountry camper? Are you known as a map geek? Do you enjoy planning your own wilderness adventures out in gruesome detail? If so, Art of the Trek is looking for you to join their team of route guide planners. This position is paid. It's freelance. It's flexible. It's remote. It's a bonus during COVID. So if you're interested in doing paid route planning for Art of the Trek, please shoot an email to Nicole at artofthetrek.com and tell her you heard about it on Backcountry BSing. Okay, what's the bourbon? This is the... Kentucky Spirit? Wild Turkey. Okay. Kentucky Spirit. All right. Well, Single barrel. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of... Uh, live BSing. Different angle. <laughs> Changing up on you. Um, another live BSing. Uh, we've got uh, Andy and I have been looking forward to this one, and we've been trying to get this scheduled for a while. So uh, it's, yeah, we're, we're talking to Mr. Justin from It's Good in the Woods. Oh, God, it's such a good channel. Um, and we're going to talk about all sorts of things. So I'm going to bring him up through the power, the power of the Internet. And sir, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Uh, it, we were literally, literally right before this. Uh, we were watching your canoe video. your canoe trip video. Oh, man. I know. That was sick, by the way. Uh, so Andy and I, uh, we never canoe camp. I have. He's done it. I've never done it. And I've always wanted to do it. And you guys took so much sweet stuff and you cooked such ridiculous food. Uh, <laughs> like every night was like, steaks like like real food on a grill i've never done that so i'm very jealous that you get to do that and that's that's not something andy and i have ever done together and you seem to be doing it all the time you should you should try it it's fun uh it's just like where we live it's i don't know it's not conducive but yeah no you guys don't have any lakes out there not like you no no, no we, we no no, we don't even have like. And how do you port it? Like, okay, well, I've done two canoe trips, like two longer canoe trips, like seven, eight days. Um, and I always tried to like make it so I could single carry with the canoe. But you guys got a lot of stuff. You got a ton of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> how many? Yeah. How many back and forth trips are you doing on your portages? Um, on the first, the first portage in, it was we made three trips. Okay. Okay. And but that set us up for the week. Right. Right. Know so whatever pack mule it in and yeah. do. Um, all right, but before we get into real backpacking, we gotta talk about you're an interesting man. Yes, and you have some interesting stuff on your channel. So I think I told you this. So I like my my side hobby right now is like smoking meats and like barbecuing stuff. And my wife was like, uh, I really want you to do a ham. And I was like, okay. And I was just YouTubing ham videos. <laughs> and one of your videos came up. I was like, get out of here. And then I was talking to, to Jason and he was telling us about, so talk to us about some of the other stuff you're into. And you have like, I mean, you're into, you're into all sorts of cool stuff. Um, like farming, not farming, but like homesteading, I guess. Talk a little bit about that. Like how did that happen? And, and uh, how did you get into that? Well, um, as I turned into a young adult and started setting my own way, I just kind of had an issue with factory farming. Right. Honestly, and that's yeah. where it stemmed from. And as a child, I had had some experience with farming, raising animals, and that experience stuck with me, and I decided to try it. 
Um, when I was renting apartments and stuff, I was very fortunate to have found this apartment on a farm and they really immersed me in it and I was exposed to a lot of it. And that was the last place I went before I had my own place. So that really inspired me to try and do the stuff on my own. So my, my wife and I, we bought a bunch of land and just said, we're going to try and raise most of our own food, meat. That's awesome. That is so how long, awesome. How long have you been doing this? Seven years. Oh, nice. But, yep, seven years. It was pretty much one of the first things we started doing when we bought our own property was putting in a plot for a garden, knocking down trees yeah. and clearing things out and getting it going. That's uh, That's very cool. Yeah. I and I think I think a lot a lot of people agree with your thoughts on factory farming and um wanting to feel closer to like the food that you're you're eating and and you know knowing where it comes from and what goes into it. Absolutely. You know, I mean it, it would solve a lot of problems if a lot more people did it. You know, I mean it just it dives in real deep once you start paying attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. You appreciate a lot more of the time and energy it yeah. takes to like <laughs> And I'm I told you I'm making bacon now. Yeah. You, you, you don't have a bacon video though, do you? I don't have a bacon video. Um I was like I was like I maybe was I'll talk to him. About it. With the last results of the bacon that I made, so I wanna just put that out there. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, a lot of it, I think, had to do with the seasoning that I was using from a certain company, which, you know, I'm not going to bash them. So it just it came out real, real salty and I wasn't happy with it. So mm. when, and I discovered another much more simple recipe that doesn't have any nitrates or anything of the sort. Nice. That's and something that's that. And that's like the bomb. But I didn't make a video about it because I don't want to just put out a video of like, Hey, here's me doing something. I have no idea what I'm really doing and the results could really suck. And I just wasted all this time, you know? So, uh, and I figured that out and I'm, I'm going to make a video on it now. But that's that. good because there's surprisingly few resources on curing bacon without using nitrates. Yeah. Like yeah. I couldn't find any good information. So I'm, I have to use, I'm using nitrates, which is terrible. What, 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 how does the, what form does the nitrate come in as? It's it's a it's a preservative that they use. No, I know, but like what like MSG? Like what is I mean, like, it's a he probably we should probably be asking him. I mean, I I don't I just know it's not good to ingest a lot of it. No. <laughs> and uh and it's hard to it's hard to do it without it. It just makes it harder. I don't know, but you'll figure it out and you'll make a video and we'll and then we'll copy it. Then we'll copy that. <laughs> uh, I'll just copy that recipe. Okay, all right. I did want to touch on that, but let's talk about backpacking. <laughs> And we're gonna get to hot tents too, because so Andy and I have been, Andy and I have to, have like been obsessing about hot tents in our videos for the last like two years. Yeah, um, and you just I got a new it. one. Uh, but so how did you how did you get into backpacking and like how did that start and like how did that transition into YouTube? That's a really good question. Um, backpacking do. started for me young as a child. You know, um, I went to the woods a lot to get away, be safe. It, like the, the woods turned into my safe space as a very, very young child. And that transitioned, you know, the older I got, the deeper into it I, I went. Um, by the time, you know, third grade, we went on our first school backpacking trip. It wasn't a backpacking trip, it was a hiking trip up a small little mountain. And that just blew my mind. I just, I'll never forget that experience. In third grade, Ackworth, New Hampshire, and we hike up Pitcher Mountain. It's just this little mountain, but the views are amazing, and there are blueberries everywhere, and 
well, it's just awesome. And so at that point, I just started getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the woods. And I had no resources, just a little pocket knife, a little kid. You know, I was bushcrafting before bushcrafting was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, high school, I started hiking a lot more because you get a little bit more freedom. You know, um, did a lot of hikes with my girlfriend and her family. And then from there, just bigger and crazier stuff. Um, not really knowing what I was doing either because the internet wasn't really that old yeah. Yeah. years ago. And, you know, I've got a 12 pound backpack to start with and whatever, yeah. never gave it a thought and, you know, packing Coleman tents and these big, huge cook canister stove, you know, just like right. no mm -hmm. idea. Learn as you go. Um, that's really it. I mean, I'm so many people have that story, right? Yeah. Just yeah. Well, progression of getting your mind blown and getting your ass kicked and wanting to keep doing it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you hike in like ass kicking terrain. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, killed yeah. David Gray. You killed David Gray. <laughs> he's back though. He's, he's uh, back. He has surgery. Back. He'll be stronger than ever. <laughs> um, he, uh, that's so funny. He, we talked to him on the way back from that trip. And he didn't know he'd blew out, blown out his knee, but he was talking to us about how much of an ass kicking it was. And, uh, he literally said he's like he he said he couldn't he he knew it was going to be hard, but he never imagined it would be that hard. Yeah, he said like there are areas there you're going like a half a mile an hour effectively. Yeah, that's realistic. Yeah, that's yep. nuts. Yeah, no wonder he blew his knee out. Mm. He fell. Oh, did he fall? Yeah, he fell twice. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But I do was hurt. I was going to say that was news to me as well when I yeah. found out about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that night, he never mentioned anything about it or, or nothing. That dude's a trooper. I know, yeah, he, is. Yeah, he, he is. He is. He's a big dude, he's too, right? He's a big, right? tough like, guy. He's a big guy. Big dude. Yeah. He pulled up a huge pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about it and just kept on trucking like a soldier. Yeah. <laughs> um, was it cool? So, like, something, um, like, did obviously, like, I know you went, that trip you went with a bunch of people because I know you went with Atod, too. Um, was that your first, like, meeting up with YouTubers? Um. I had done a canoe trip with a YouTuber previously, and last winter I did a Mount Washington hike with a YouTuber. Okay. Who turned out to be a kid I went to school with. We, okay. We, it was pretty cool, but um, that was my first multi-group YouTube meetup for sure. Yeah. Is it? Uh, I think it's always a cool like tangent to being on YouTube as you get to meet up and like I don't know go on trips with. Yeah, cool, with cool people. There's always people. A, a community of people that want to yeah. go on trips. Yeah. That's, uh, that's like why I started a YouTube channel. Really? I want to meet people and expand my reach. Yeah. And try and find like-minded people and network with them and, and do things. That was going to be exactly what I was going to ask you next. Yeah. And how did you get into YouTube? And you're in a sweet location, too. Like yeah, It's you, pretty rad out there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's uh, compared to where we live... I mean, it's like crazy how close to that you are. If, if yeah, this might, this might be a, this might be a, a uh, improper question to ask. <laughs> Fire away. <laughs> I, I've already had a couple drinks. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you prefer, if you had it, do you like canoe camping over backpacking? Depends on the time of year. 
Okay. Ooh. Oh, good answer. Ooh, yeah. that is a good answer. Yeah. Um, late spring through early fall, canoe camping all the way. Less people, you know, you can be much, much more comfortable. So wait, late spring through wait, early like fall. The, that's stuff, like so the, the majority whole year? of the hiking year. <laughs> no, no, no. Hiking just started, dude. Hiking season just started. Like canoe season just ended. Can, hiking season. So your, wow. your hiking season is like now yeah. until next spring? Until so like, snow melts. Yep. Oh, so you're like purely a winter backpacker. I wouldn't say purely, but majority. Wow. wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, this is a man. So that's really cool. Winter backpacking is something Andy and I, we got into what, two years ago? And we and we probably only go, oh, I mean, we probably go three or four times a year. Yeah, but nothing like out there. Nothing like out there, yeah, honestly. Winter nothing, camping. Nothing like the snow and the elevation you have to deal with. But it is a... Very different type of backpacking, and I think it's uh, I think it has its own like beauty. I don't know. I'm yeah. looking forward to it this year, and I never look forward to it. And oh. you have a hot tent, so maybe that is just the uh, that's the secret. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the that's not not really the secret. Um, I just recently, within the last couple of years, got into hot tenting. You know, I've I've been winter camping and winter hiking pretty hardcore for the last ten years. Wow! Wow! You know, um, hot tenting for me is relatively new. Three seasons, three, three, two years, three seasons. So it's kind of new to me, but I'm into it. And it, it, de it definitely does make things a lot easier, but more difficult at the same time. You know, there's a lot more setup and a lot more. You're not just throwing up a tent. You yeah, know, right. Yeah. Stove and like, you know, all that stuff takes time. And stoves can be a bit meticulous when your fingers are freezing and you're five miles out in the woods yeah, yeah. but God. then you're there the so, drawback to that is is that it, it tends to be a little bit more weight and you're not really covering a lot of miles i don't anyway if i'm going in the mountains in the winter and i want to cover miles i just bring a tent because you can throw it up yeah i mean you're done with it yeah you know a hot tent you've got to set up the, the tent the stove you've got to go get all the wood you've got to process the wood yeah all that stuff. And it takes a lot of time, especially when your day is really, really short. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, Andy and I never, have never done it, but when you actually think about it, that is a, a lot more work. It's a lot more work. Yeah. <laughs> work. But when your base nail for this video is wrong, that's fine. I'll we'll change fix it, it we'll later. Fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like set up as a base camp, hot tenting's the way to go. You know, if you go into a spot and you're, you're going to sit there and mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to camp there for two or three nights and just go places from there. You set up a hot tent and it's like base camp. You wake up in the morning and you go hike your hike. Yeah. And you enjoy a hot tent and a wood stove and a nice meal and it's rad. Yeah. It's awesome. What uh what when you have that stove going, like what what is the temperature inside the tent? Um, I've had it up to seventy plus degrees. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm zero degree weather. So so it's zero degrees outside and it's 70 in the tent? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's you also have to take the dynamic of temperature into mind. You know, I mean, down where you're sitting, it's not quite going to be true. degrees. That's true. But up towards the top of the, but where your head is, you know, it's going to be a bit warmer. And, you know, the peak is where it gets really, really hot. Yeah. Stuff. So just because it's 70 degrees in the tent doesn't necess necessarily mean where you're sitting is yeah. 
70 degree t-shirt weather yeah that's uh but are you are you guys i'm imagining i'm imagining hawaiian shirts and like sunglasses (laughs) like you walk in from series you're just stripping things off (laughs) (laughs) yeah that usually doesn't go down like that (laughs) (laughs) that's what uh what made you i mean was there a specific reason why you got into hot tending or you were just like i'm doing all these these winter trips and it sounds sweet is that why you got into it because it's a it's an investment it's quite the investment. Yeah. They're yeah. not cheap. No, just like everything else in hiking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy and I have literally reached out to every hot tent manufacturer. We don't have a viral video like you do. And I was like, I literally am like, listen, I will pay you to rent it. I'll pay for the shipping. I don't, I just, something I want to try once. We do not live in an area that necessarily dictates owning a hot tent. <laughs> no, but I want to try one and like I'll, I'll pay a rental fee. Like I, I, I just want it and I'll make a video of it. And, and they've all told me to just F off. <laughs> not like that, but not, no, they've actually been really nice about it. Basically, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. They've been really nice about it. And I understand because they're so expensive. But, uh, and maybe one of these years, because tents, man, there's some cheap budget hot tents out there if you just want to try it but really? like like how, but how much is the cheapest like setup because i in my head like the seek outside ones i mean they're over a grand aren't they yeah that that's not cheap right yeah <laughs> right so how much are the cheap that's, the cheaper ones here yeah that's the good stuff top shelf we'll take bottom shelf yeah <laughs> you can get a cheap hot tent for like 100 120 bucks oh really with a stove with a stove they're they're out there. Like if you go on AliExpress or something of the oh, sort, okay. Budget hot tent. Okay. Your needs. The problem you're gonna have is finding a cheap budget wood stove. Yeah. I right. I know. I know. I know. Okay. I know. I guess that is the the expense. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the tarps for a couple hundred bucks. You know, if you don't mind a little bit of weight, you can get a good stove for a hundred twenty bucks. How much? How much would that weigh? Two hundred bucks. Yeah, probably twenty pounds. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Would it break down into like small? Or it would just be made of. I guess it would be made of like aluminum. I guess instead of titanium, stainless steel. Stainless steel. Yeah. Oh man, twenty pounds is a tough sell. <laughs> it, it really is, but if you're not gonna take it far in, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good true. point. That's true. Just to like get a taste for it. Ah uh, man, that, yeah, that's good to know though. You make your own. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Andy and I are not crafty enough to do that. <laughs> but you, you, uh, you seem to be. I've seen some people make some out of some pretty cool stuff before. Oh, I, really? I've, I've never s- seen someone make one. I think I saw somebody that made it, like a tiny one out of a coffee can. That was kind of cool. Yeah, there's some crafty people out oh. there. Oh, stuff. But interesting. The one that. one I made is like 20 pounds. I made it out of you know galvanized stovepipe. Mm-hmm. It's heavy, but at the time. At that time in my life, I couldn't afford four hundred dollars to buy a titanium folding stove, so that's what that's I did. Expensive. I just made it. Um, they're, they're expensive, man. Yeah. So what? What made you buy the new one? You just wanted to get something. Is it lighter? It's yeah, the whole kit, man. I'm, I'm, oh, nice. Oh, let's see oh, it. Who? Good. Let's see it. Show and tell. Oh, oh nice. Stovepipe. All of it weighs less than four pounds. Oh, Wait, that's wow. oh. Wow. Yeah, this, this this is a wood stove, man. And that's with the stovepipe, too? Stovepipe, damper, stove. That's every pretty sweet. Time. Why don't we have We just every need to. I know. Weighs yeah. less than four pounds, and that's the large wood stove. Um, is the tent, is, the, is the, the thing you used on your canoe trip, was that the tent for the hot tent? That was one of my hot tents. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. It looked, it looked like it had that design. Yeah. Um, 
That's cool. So do you have any, uh, like, I'm assuming it's already like cold up there where you live. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, cold is relative, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's 40 degree ish. It's hiking weather. Pretty consistent. Yes. This is, this is, I didn't realize you're like a, you're like a winter, you're a cold weather guy. That's I'm, I'm primarily winter adventurer. Yeah. That's cool. We've never, we've never like, uh, we, we never really hang out. Like we've never gone with people who are like dead. Like that's my favorable season. No. We hang yep. out with a bunch of wussies, yep. I guess. <laughs> I got to get the laptop. Okay. Okay. Is your phone dead? No, it's, yeah, I'm having um, so my, my point in that was, all right, so it's getting cold there. Are you going to be using the hot tent anytime soon? Um, I actually just bought a new hot tent and I'm trying it out tomorrow for the first time. And like how cold does it have to be where you're like, all right, that thing's dead. Um, like how cold does it have to be? To where, like, eh, it's not worth it. To to camp? No, to bring the hot tent versus not bring the hot tent, but still camp. Um, I, it really depends on the adventure. Yeah. Like, I will go out and camp in 20 degree below zero weather in the mountains in a tent without a hot tent. You know, just a tent, sleep in a bag and pad. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, especially if I want to cover miles. But is, is that the coldest you've you've done negative 20 degree camping? Uh, I was on Mount Washington with a with a blind guy actually, and it was twenty seven. Oh below. yeah, uh, A Todd told um, told me about this. How did A Todd said ask up. you ask you about leading some guy up, some blind guy up Mount Washington? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how 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 did that happen? That's a wild story. I know. I've, I can you can you share it? I can. All right. Let's do yeah, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, there we go. All right. I was told this was a great story. So in the winter of 2008, I really got into winter backpacking, and I did what is called the 48 and one. Um, New Hampshire has 48 4,000 plus foot mountains, and I climbed every single one of them in one winter season. Oh like, wow! Bam, hammered them out. At the time, I was like. I don't know, the 40th or 50th person known in the world to have done it. Oh, Whoa. really? Not a lot of people have done it. Wow. And um, I met some cool friends and some really good hiking partners that winter. Fast forward two years, in 2010, one of those hiking buddies introduced me to um, Randy, the, the blind guy. And he wanted to hike all 48 in one winter. Okay. To bring awareness to to blindness, mm-hmm. um, he introduced me to him, and we just started hiking. And bit by bit, we just really started to click, and we just ended up doing the rest of the season together. And so I was one of his primary guides, guiding him up all of these mountains in the winter. So you did more than just one. With oh him. yeah, how how many how many did you do with them? I've done the single season twice. Oh, and then I've, 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 I've hiked all of them countless other times. I've done the New England 67 in the, all in the winter. You know, all, all the 4,000 footers in New England, I've done them all in the winter. What? Um, minus the Adirondacks, but that's not on the list. I've done a bunch of those as well. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. Um, that sounds yeah. like an understatement. No, yeah. <laughs> and and for, for, for... The thing about it is that... <clears throat> There was this woman that was 
documenting the whole thing. She was on her own time and money. She was making a documentary about Randy hiking all these mountains. Okay. And she made this documentary all on her own, basically spare time. And she became my, we ended up getting married. Like I met my wife hiking. Oh, Whoa. you just dropped that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> changed my life. Yeah. Damn. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the Randy was the best man at our wedding. Like, we <laughs> friends. Yeah. This is a hallmark this movie. This is amazing. It's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just, so hold on. A Todd was like, ask him about this story about leading this blind guy up of Mount Washington. I didn't realize this was like best man at your wedding. Best man at your wedding. Wife. You met your wife. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, it's really cool, actually. It's really crazy, man. It really is. You know, I just at that point in my life, I, I, I had taken the winter off to help Randy hike these mountains. Yeah. And my landlords, the people that I was telling you about earlier with the farm. Okay. Okay. They were they were like really cool about it. I'm like, don't worry about paying us as long as what? Oh, really? Live on us until. Don't worry about rent until this thing's over, right? Like, go for That's it. That's really cool. Wow. Just, it all worked out. You know, we had all these hotels and stuff giving us rooms and, like, just a huge community support. Really? And yeah, it was just this big, huge effort, you know? Because, I, mean, I mean, when you go up there and you're hiking all winter, it's not like I mean, you need places to stay. There's a lot of logistics. You know, you hike all day. You go. You, you sleep somewhere. You wake up. You hike all day, you know? And you go back home for a few days and then you go back up there for three or four days and hike and sleep and hike and sleep. And, yeah. You know, that's really, really expensive. So we collectively just kind of that's played sweet. the cards and asked places to help us. And they did. You know, it was incredible. It was a huge, huge effort. Um, and yeah. I, I forgot. It just dawned on me. This is the this is the thing that's on Amazon Prime, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. that is yes. awesome. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It was on Amazon Prime. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is all clicking now. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. That's incredible, man. That's yeah. Story. That's an incredible story. And that guy is like the most inspirational human being on the planet. You know, he's been dealt a pretty yeah. you know, bad hand compared to a lot of other people. And he doesn't have a stitch of negativity about it he just he's he's ran like five boston marathons he's a black belt and kempo oh, wow. like, dudes he he does tough mutters like he just does all kinds of crazy stuff i believe he just he's working on some world record with running like he speaks to children all over the wow. place school does speeches like he's a really really incredible human being just, um, you spend that much time with someone like him, you really things get. Do you, do you do you still like hang out? I mean, are you like do you still like hang out with them? Like, do you do you do you still like friends? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're in pretty consistent communication. I mean, life takes its toll, right? You, yeah, you touch with people for, periodically and whatnot, but we're on a pretty regular basis. Yeah, absolutely. That is, um, that's, um, Atod didn't sell it that way. No, he undersold <laughs> that story. Well, he didn't really know because I, I try not to make it a point to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, check, yeah, you did that, huh? We'll check this out. Listen, listen to this story. <laughs> so, oh man, this is great. So, we're gonna, oh, I'm, I've got to reserve a spot for talking about winter backpacking as well. 
Obviously, that's well, where this podcast just steered towards. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know how to transition into that. Yeah, I don't know how to transition from uh, from so I a know. super inspirational so story during, to like during cool. that during all of this, the climbing, all of these peaks. Like, what was this? Like, what is a good story from that? I mean, a crazy shit must have happened to you during that. Yeah, you know, definitely. Absolutely. Or like, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you winter backpacking? Because you've done so much winter backpacking. Okay. Like, very distinctively, I have a story that sticks okay. out. Yes. Good. 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 Which is, I had, I still have the tent. Uh-oh. An old school EMS Alpine 2 winter mountaineering tent. And five or six years ago, we were predicted to have really, really gnarly wind and cold temperatures. And I wanted to experience that camping above the tree line. So I hiked up Mount Washington, up above the tree line and set up my tent in a spot where I knew that I could safely get away if I needed to, you know, like took a compass bearing. Yeah. I got over there if I need to. And a windstorm blew in and I didn't get a lick of sleep. Um, wow. The, the vestibule of my tent got completely destroyed. I mean, just ripped to shreds, slapping around all night long, just basically disintegrating. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, I pitched the tent by a ledge, hoping that it was going to block some wind because when I pitched it, it was, but that wind shifted, which is pretty common in the white mountains and all the snow and everything was getting smashed up against that ledge and basically just coming down and collecting on my tent Ooh. so on top of all the wind and my vestibule being destroyed i had a bunch of snow collecting quite rapidly because it was hitting this huge wall wall rock wall face and just dumping on my tent so my tent was getting shredded and crushed all at the same time and just relentlessly pounded by wind by the time the sun started to come up, I was packed up and pretty much ready to go. <laughs> All the, everything was just socked in, and it was like being in a golf ball. You couldn't see anything. Yeah. Whoa. Too steep. So I, I basically just packed up my shredded tent and headed down the mountain, and it was nuts. It was crazy. I didn't get a lick of sleep, and it was one of the just most insane things I've ever done. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you start climbing, getting back down into those trees, and you know that everything's cool and you're not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and you start getting pumped, and you're like, yeah, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That is so much more hardcore than any yeah. backpacking we've ever so, done. Yeah, so when it comes to winter backpacking, <laughs> um, is it your, I mean, it sounds like you've got you've got the ability for some mental toughness that's way beyond anything that we have. Um, <laughs> so... But I mean, is there some strategies that you have for backpacking in the winter that? Yeah. What are like, your tips? Like, what are your what, tips? What are your tips for us newbies that are in like the yeah. Midwest that don't get to experience like a winter like that? Like, how how do you how do you stay comfortable? Layers. Layers. Yeah. Layers. 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 In a hot tent. That's the most expensive. In a hot tent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But um, layers, you know, learn how to regulate your heat. You don't want to sweat. You know, sometimes you might have to hike at a much, much, much slower pace than you want to because you'll generate sweat, and that's that's not. Really Andy good. always, say, you're always saying preaching that in the winter. Yeah, but we don't do it. We never no. follow it. We're like, yeah, I know. So I like, know. like honestly, there's like, nothing worse. Than, there's nothing, nothing worse than sweating in the winter. Yeah. So like, do you like? 
okay like everybody says that like and you're right like obviously sweating is not good in the winter because then you slow down yeah good luck (laughs) and walking through snow that's waist deep yeah going uphill and like you're gonna sweat right yeah have you right have you ever had any like gnarly animal encounters i gotta think you have nope nope really never i've had coyotes come really really close like no uh, bears, no moose, nothing I've, like for as much I've time in the woods. Counter, ever. I've run across them hiking, but they've never come and raided my camp ever. Yeah. Not once. And like you guys can tell from a lot of my videos, I eat meat. And no, I, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. dude, when I was you watching you <laughs> with those steaks and those chicken wings and like the drippings going down. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I would be like paranoid about something. Yeah. Yeah. Never had an issue. And now that I say that, right? That's funny. The most trouble I've ever had with animals was like back when my wife and I were dating, we went to a campground up in the White Mountains so that we could do a bunch of day hikes and raccoons raided our stash while we were in our tent. Um, that's, that's it. Have you, uh, have you ever had any, cause we've had plenty of these. Have you ever had any weird or like creepy encounters with, with other people? People are what I'm concerned about. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I care less about the animals. Like, they want to mess with you as about as much as you want to mess with them. Yeah. Not, like for the most part, you know, there's exceptions, but people. Yeah. Have people you, have you ever had any creepy encounters with people? Not. Not really. Really? No. Nothing that's like notable. I've had some quite a few situations where I've, like the weird radar starts going off. Yeah. People that have been on trail for six months are weird sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but you're also in like a neck of the woods where it's more outdoorsy and you're probably, you're not going to run into the Southern Ohio. Yeah, you're in a, I don't know if you care to share. I know you're in New Hampshire, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Where in New Hampshire specifically? If you don't, you don't have to say if you don't want. You can say a quadrant I'm, of the state. I'm like right around Lake Winnipesaukee. I have no idea where that wait, is. Wait, 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 so, wait. We'd say Concord. You know, Concord, New Hampshire, the capital. Yeah. Of okay. What's yeah. the movie where they say where they refer to Lake Winnipesaukee all the time? Why is that ringing bells? I don't know. Boy. I don't know either. It's like, I'm not, I'm, Andy I'm, needs to Google it. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's all good. Okay. Um, are you from there? I was born in Mississippi. Oh, okay. But I've been in New Hampshire since I was four. So oh, yes, okay. I'm from New Hampshire. Okay, New Hampshire. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and about two miles from any of the mountains, uh, two hours from the mountains, like max. Do you um do you ever come backpack in like the uh? I'm not that you'd ever come to Ohio, but like Pennsylvania or like West Virginia or Michigan. I've done some of the AT in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, but other than that, no, I haven't been to, I haven't been backpacking in Ohio or that's, Michigan. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Michigan's cool. Yeah. Michigan's actually pretty cool. I really want to go to Pictured Rocks. Pictured Rocks yeah. is incredible. That, but the, I don't know if I want to hike it or kayak it. Oh, oh kayaking. Uh, ka- oh. It's cold. Probably kayak it. Yeah. yeah. Probably I'd kayak be, it. Probably. Yeah. Uh, probably. that would be sick. I never thought about that's, kayak camping it. That's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah, it sure is. We're well, gonna all, get all the views and none of the bugs. Well, you should just go to Isle Royal. Ca- yeah, and, have you heard and of circum- and circumnavigate? Have you heard of Isle Royal? Uh, off the top of my head, it's not ringing. Okay, at all. so Isle Royal is a national park 
it is the biggest island on a lake in the U.S. It's in Lake Superior. The world. I don't know about the world. I thought it was. I feel, I'm feel i 100% confident saying the U.S., maybe the world. It's like 40 by like... Five or six? It's like, it's like 40 miles long. It's huge. It's a national park. Um, it is a prominent backpacking and kayaking and fishing destination. And like... So we went there. We did it. It's a four-hour ferry ride from the coast of Michigan. So it's in the middle of Lake Superior. It's a national park, though. But what a lot of people do is they do they spend two weeks and they do a two week kayak camp around the, the perimeter of the island and fish the entire time. And there's camps there's like 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 the campsites you were at in your recent trip. There's like sick campsites that like dot their whole perimeter of the island. Um, so that's something him and I want to do because we backpack yeah. there and we're like Salmon, the way to do this is trout. yeah <laughs> lake trout staying on the beach oh, uh, two weeks walleye yeah. yeah. Yeah, all the good stuff. Um, yeah, but, but well, let, let me know when you guys do that. I, well, <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. Um, we have no experience kayaking. Uh, we, yeah, I know. Could you imagine never kayaking and then doing two weeks in Lake Superior? We'd have to take someone like him. Yeah. That. So, Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's funny. Because you know he's right. Yes, 100% <laughs> right. It's so cold, too. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, picture rocks though that would be a good way to see it via kayak if, i never thought about if that. you backpack it it's like a it's walk a in the super park. easy backpack it is flat it's pine forest the whole way like there's literally no elevation change uh and it's really pretty so it's a it's a good it's like 40 some miles it's a good backpack the camps yeah. are sweet but seeing it um the most picturesque places you can see better from kayak, from the sea so it kind of makes sense I to do that i think so all yeah. those big arches right yeah right uh oh nice Uh, one of those one of the major arches collapsed last year yeah something collapsed yeah yeah and if you were like hiking on that trail you would have you just died right because or if you're kayaking underneath or you're kayaking (laughs) underneath it yeah i know wrong place wrong time yeah um so so have you ever talked about going out to um pictured rocks yeah oh yeah and then Jason Outdoors, uh, not Jason Outdoors, I'm sorry. Um, Huck? Outdoors with Jason. Yeah, they were talking about going there in May of this year, I thought, or something. And then COVID came, and then that that, that shit on everything. <laughs> that really did. <laughs> shit. Yes, that did. shit on all of life. <laughs> huge, giant poop. I mean, yeah. It just, that really put a wrench in the plans. Yeah, we were supposed so, to go so to Arizona. That. How has a... Uh, we were supposed to go to Arizona to do a week on the Arizona trail. How has the coronavirus thing impacted your outdoors plans? Um, quite significantly, but at the same time, I did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I did quite a few meetups this year. Yeah. Yeah, um, you did. Oh, well. You yeah. Know, just, you got that I, healthy farm meat. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What else? Um, you probably had COVID three times yeah. now. You're good. Probably did. You're right. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, did you have any trips that you were trying to do and then had to cancel because of it? Like going somewhere sweet? Um, not really. Not really. Just just the, you know, when it first really hit, as much as I kind of doubted the whole situation, Yeah, I'm going to get crucified for that. But. <laughs> Um, I really did try and respect yeah. 
everyone else. Right. So I tried to stay out of the mountains and stuff. Okay. And I was just getting to the point in my life where I was ramping back up. Yeah. I've, I've been raising a daughter for the last five years. That's been my primary job. Nice. You know? Congrats. Like, so we're finally getting, thank you. And we're getting to the point now where, you know, life can kind of start picking back up again. And Corona hit at the same time. And I wanted to respect everyone else mm-hmm. if I stay out of the yeah. mountain. I'm trying to just do my part, which is all you can really do. And that kind of ended up really making me mad because we've got record amounts of numbers of people I showing know. up in the mountains right now. now. Everybody's got all this time off and whatnot. And they're yeah. just fucking... Are they packed? I did. Wait, I didn't know this. Are, are, is it just slammed out there? So packed. Really? I've um, never been out there. It's like one, cars up the really highway for miles, man. Oh, yeah. that's that's. I guess it's that, well. It's, it's just like the the, you know, too. people and, are itching to get outside. And people people are, are cooped up. Yeah, they're itching. They're like, I can't knock them. Yeah, yeah it's like I, I really can't knock them. But at the same time, I I used They're, COVID to and yeah. respected it and stayed home. While all these people could enjoy my mountains, <laughs> yeah. you know that yeah. uh, that sucks. Yeah, it, that's it a. Does, but I I, I, yeah. I did my part as best I could. Yeah. Um, well, the good thing is, I'm sure nobody wants to winter backpack there. So hopefully, the, <laughs> the numbers like start to dwindle <laughs> off. Oh, COVID backpackers for like, winter. I'm back. giving away one of my secrets because yeah, it's, it's one of the reasons that I really 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 enjoy backpacking in the winter is because there's nobody. Else yeah, there. it is. Um, but you don't have to jockey for parking spots. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, Jason was saying he might be making a trip out there for uh some wintertime fun we went backpacking with him in the winter but jason obviously blew it but yeah i mean (laughs) oh all right winter backpacking trip in the whites (laughs) you better yeah we went we we did winter backpacking with jason uh, in february this past year and, and it was not like the whites. Like the whites. <laughs> it was terrible weather for Ohio standards. It was like twenties, thirties, and snow, sleet, rain combo. But that's uh, but we had a camp tarp and a big fire, and it was. I mean, we had a really right. Jason we making bear, bear, we bear meat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun. It is fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a blast. I can't imagine throwing a hot tent into the mix. Yeah, it's just oh, like dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, when Jason comes up, we'll be hot tent. I'm yeah, sure that's I'll have sick. That set up and, yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sick. It makes a good spot to hang out. You know, you sit there and cook food and dry out clothes. And yeah, that's burning and tell stories. And- so, what's your average? Uh, I mean, each trip's different, right? But like, if you are backpacking from point A to point B in the winter, like, what kind of mileage are you trying to to? It's a good do? question. Um, I I don't even take mileage into yeah yeah, and that's the I. Yeah. That's what we do in the winter. We're like, F it. Yeah, it, you really, I mean, talk about setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. There, there's so many variables, and you just kind of take what you get. So do you just kind of like focus on, on it? No, that's a great stance. So do you just focus on like an area, and like we're going to go here and just see what happens, and like, you know, explore typically this area? I have a, typically I have a game plan. In my mind, I'm thinking this is where I want to be on this night, this is where I would like to be on this night. And a lot of times that doesn't work out. Yeah. Especially winter camping, you know, um, the really, really short days really dictate what goes on. And sometimes you might have enough light to want to keep on pushing on, but you really shouldn't because you know that where you are 
is about the best spot you're probably going to find for the next however many miles or whatnot. So you just have to take it. Yeah. You really, that's another great thing about winter is it really forces you to analyze your situation and try and make a reasonable next move because you can die if, if you don't make a good decision. He is, and I'm not even joking. I've been thinking about this a lot. You're getting me so pumped to do winter. I know. It just year. sounds so awesome. And no, honestly, and I'm not even joking. Well, we have better gear. And finally, dude, we have better gear. And our, our, we're talking like plus 20 degrees from what you have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it is our winter backpacking is significantly easier than what you have to deal with. Um, so I'm, I am pretty excited to do it. I got so we, and we, we just, it's a good excuse to buy new stuff. Oh, David's I'm, in the chat. Uh, Absolutely, man. so I got buy, a saw. Buy. Do it. I know, I know. God, we gotta get a hot tent. <laughs> we just gotta invest some money. Ah, just do shit. it. I mean, what do you? What kind of hot tent do you want? Do you want? One we want a hot tent. We just want. We want like, one that I can uh, like a pyramid. We want one like like just a typical one that you can break down between a couple of people, like a four or six person one. So we take a couple guys. What what is what size do you have? Because you, I mean, it doesn't look small. What you have? Um, the one that I took on the canoe trip, it's kind of small. You know, it's like. It's good for two people without a stove. Okay. That, and okay. one person with a stove. So we'd need a tent for like three or four people with a stove, which is going to be huge. Yeah. You're going to need at least a six man tent then. Yeah. And then we, and like, so we got to find something. Actually four. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, so something we can break down between a couple people and, uh, but that's got to exist. So I don't know. That's, uh, you know, the one I just, the one I just got is a four-man tent. Okay. And I'm looking forward to seeing the size of that because it's it's seven feet, two inches tall. Wow. And it's it's got a 13-foot diameter perimeter. That's like, it's big. a pretty good-sized tent. That's big. Yeah. It is big, but I, I got it for group outings. Yeah. Camp, yeah. Campground camping and stuff, right? Yeah. So, at the same time, it's big, but it it only weighs eight pounds. Really? Eight pounds is nothing. That's not I bad. I say only. I mean, it's a lot to these lightweights Com- compared to like a tent. No. Yeah, compared to yeah, like but a, eight pounds yeah. split amongst three people or something like stove, that. Yeah, and you can split it. Exactly. Yeah, it's not too bad. So, do you? Uh, you seem to be going like backpacking now. Have, do you always like? Have you always backpacked with other people, or were you always like? A, I'm assuming in the winter you've been a solo guy. I'm, I'm primarily a solo person. I've done the majority of my adventures solo. I think. Do you like uh, going with all these people now? Because you could go going. That's what YouTube will do to you. Yeah. You got a following. Yeah. You know, that's odd. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. Um, if I understand the question that you're asking. Like, do you like going with, with people now? I, I do. I always have. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird going with people you've never met, like these YouTube. Right, yeah, right. It's like the anticipation and the apprehension of going into these things. Like, am, am I going to want to kill myself after eight hours? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you really never know. And But it always turns out fun. Good. Like everybody that I've hung out with on YouTube and whatnot has been aces. A ton of fun. Jason, yeah. dude, that guy is He's awesome. awesome. I know. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, yeah. Jeremy, David Gray, yeah. all those guys are incredible. I mean, Jason Wish, the dude's an animal. Yeah, yeah, But you saw you saw Jason Wish for like an hour, right? What's that? You saw Jason Wish for like an hour, didn't you? Two each day. Yeah. <laughs> Except the last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a definitely a cool like 
it's a cool byproduct to the YouTube thing. I think about that sometimes, like how like we, we like a, we I mean, at least 50 plus percent of our trips now are we're going to specifically meet up with people that we know from YouTube and usually people we've never met before. Like when we inevitably come camp with you, it'll be one of those situations, but they always end up cool. And uh, we, we've met like, I don't know, a ton of cool people. Everybody we've met through YouTube. We've never met any like like douchebags. No. You know? And no. we and we've had meetups with like eighty people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's ambitious. I know, yeah. I know, I know, that's I know. Ambitious. Not this year. COVID killed that too. Among among everything else. I put the word out in the chat if anybody has questions. There's Oh yeah. There's a there's a, a solid amount of uh of supporters here. We got we got the whole we've got your whole crew in here. Backpacking with Jason, David Gray, A Todd. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, there's been some technical issues for people who are not watching this live. Even though I enable the comments, sometimes they don't show up if you don't watch this live. So just another reason to come to the live the live show. See the sausage made live. <laughs> but there's no warning. No, I like, kind of like it. <laughs> I, we, we don't. Yeah, because you do. He mess, I didn't tell you this. He messaged me. He goes, you go. So, so should I promote this or something? <laughs> I was like, you do not. We don't even promote it. <laughs> yeah. Is this is this the first time you've ever done like a like a like a podcast interview type thing? Oh, for sure, it's dude. fun. Yeah. Oh, it's don't. fun, right? Oh, all the other YouTubers yeah. are gonna ask you yeah. to be on it's theirs fun. now. It's fun. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, I was right? like, we don't even. I mean, honestly, true story, dudes. Before I eat, up until the point I had started, my wife helped me so much, man. When I started a YouTube channel, I hadn't even turned on a computer in 15 years, guys. Wow. Like, I am a backwoods living in the woods. Redneck. That's awesome. Kind of keep to himself, you know. I not really into the technology. I, it's overwhelming. That was one of the things about YouTube. Yeah, too. yeah. You got you got no computers and stuff. For yeah, sure. I mean, but your videos are so well done, and you're and like people love your. I mean, you've got fantastic content. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of yeah, a lot of good trip videos. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of good trip videos. I, I really appreciate that. You know, yeah. I, I you always wonder about your own stuff, right? Yeah, so, but I, I mean, yeah, but I mean, you that really. You, we need a bacon video though. I'm gonna hold you. Yeah, to that. yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm gonna hold you to the and bacon. You, and you video. made a comment of like, oh, I don't want to make a bacon video where I fail, but but who cares? Sometimes that's that's valuable People, to watch. Silly about failing, dude. I'm I'm not afraid of failure at all. Yeah. What I don't want to do is spend a whole bunch of hours filming and editing and putting out. Like when I make my bacon video, I will certainly put in some stuff that said I did this previously and it did uh, okay. not work. Gotcha. I don't want to lead people through this whole process and be like, guess what? Yeah. You tough luck. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you want to have like the here's here's all the failures I had to get to this. I'll Final put the failures in it for sure, yeah. absolutely. But what I really don't want to do on YouTube is waste people's time. Oh, oh, you do I, not have to worry about yeah. that because people watch YouTube to waste time. That's a good point. That's that's under yeah. That's a really good. Point. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. No, no. I mean, it's serious. Like, that is true. No, no. It, it's it's not trashing anybody, but like, no, I I get it. You're right. Yeah, I mean, like people have YouTube going when they're like doing chores. They have it in the background when they're cooking dinner. Yeah. They have it in the background with their work from home due to COVID. I mean, it's so um speaking from a personal experience though. Like you know when, it, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I'm. 
kind of build my stuff towards stuff that I would like to watch. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. I'm sitting there watching a YouTube channel through all the gazillions of other YouTube channels that I could be watching, trying to learn something or whatnot. And then, and I'm just getting strung along and, Hey, I'll tell you about this in 15 minutes. Keep watching, <laughs> you know, like the, the whole clickbait thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 minutes of absolutely nothing to get to yeah. that was implied in the thumbnail. Like, I don't that's, watch that's the, yeah. that's, that's the YouTube, YouTube game. That's the YouTube game. I get it, man. You know? but I don't watch those things and I'm not going to make it because I don't want to make something that I'm not going to want to watch. So we're not going to get a favorite five gear items for winter backpacking or I'd like to know your favorite that's five. Like, I'd like to know that though. I'd watch it readily. You no, know, I readily man. like this dude, winter backpacks all the time. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would like to know. His five favorite because maybe I need to buy them. It seems like Dan Becker and all those other guys got that covered. Yeah, too. They do. They, yeah. do. they yeah. do. But you know, um, so I I've always talked about that. So like you you're a hundred percent right. Like everybody's got their own personal taste on like what they like out of, out about channels. So like my personal favorite is is trip content. Like, that's that's basically ninety five percent of what I watch. Yeah, like I like another five watching meat trips, and then um, I'm not so much into the gear videos, to be honest. Like of me watching, but like we make them all the time because people like that. And we like, like talk. We like talking like about talking it. about it. But like, like we it, make some of these videos, like, talking head style videos. But we like talking about it. Yeah, and people like listening to us talk about it. I, so I get up every morning at 4.30 in the morning. Really? Yeah. I used to, nah, never 4.30. Yeah, I get up at 4.30, and while I'm working out and do, and running and whatever, I'm watching trip videos. And that, yeah. that, that's, that's my thing. Like, I, I, I'm skipping through gear videos. I'm watching trip videos. And yep. so, like, that's, that's my own. I do. Part. I do. I think I do. And, and uh, I, I, am, I am happy that most of our most watched Almost all of our most watched content is our trip videos. You know, that says something about us. People don't want to watch us just talk, you know. But for me, that's where it lies. Like, I'm, I'm just a dude that does stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't really want to talk about, like, and I do do some gear reviews. And this is coming from the guy with, like, the biggest viral video that we haven't even talked about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, just, the almost million view hot tent video. <laughs> You know, I'm not particularly a detail-oriented person. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are real focused on the details of mm -hmm. things and whatnot. And yeah. honestly, I like, I don't have enough time in my life to memorize the denier of every single thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't want to study it, and I don't want to waste my time doing that stuff. Yeah. I don't knock anyone that does it because it works. Like those videos, man. Like that's where views come from. Like, it's insane. Like, well, it's it, insane. Well, it, yeah. And I just want to do things. Yeah. And, and film them and share that experience. That's where my main passion really lies with this whole YouTube thing is to do the trips and film the stuff that I do. Yeah. The rest is filler. Yeah. Mm. No, that's the truth. Uh, good that, at it. And yeah. honestly, I don't really have the personality to sit there and like talk to a camera and be like, hey guys, oh, check out my new tent. Like, <laughs> so many, we do that all the time. <laughs> do it as well as them. So there's no point in even doing it. Yeah. I think you'd be better at it than you think you would be. Yeah. And he, and, and, and you'd I've be, heard a lot, but yeah. I just, 
I just deep down, right, like when it comes right down to the core, I don't particularly enjoy doing it. Yeah. Well, and but Good. but we all, we always say like people just like people will appreciate your content based on what you're passionate about. So if you're not passionate about that, yeah, it will come across that way. Yeah, for sure. And that's how I feel. Yeah, that's how I feel when I'm watching these and when I'm doing it. Like when I'm sitting there, I have to say, "Hey guys!" Like 500 times, just to <laughs> stutter and get the mind clutter out of the way, <laughs> stumble upon my words. It's just it's a mess, man. And and I'm not I'm not good at it. But, but um, I appreciate the fact that you go to uh, like I was look. I mean. I was looking at your videos the other day. Like you go to such pretty places. I know it's just such amazing. God damn! I you and know the, and the the fall colors in that canoe trip. I mean, they were just popping. Like everything was yeah. beautiful. That was wild. It yeah. was so pretty. And you're just uh, amazing, man. I love it. I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Yeah. I really. Couldn't. Uh, and you guys I've, were just I've traveled quite a bit of the country, and every single time I do, I'm just like, I cannot wait to get home. <laughs> That's uh, see some beautiful trees. Yeah. Have you uh have you ever backpacked out west? Um, not really. Not really. I've been out west a bunch of times. My best friend lives there. But we've never really backpacked. You know, we tend to do more <clears throat> ambitious things like get drunk and go to concerts. <laughs> hey, that's a good thing to do out there. Go out to the Glamis sand dunes for a week, you know, and rip around on monster machines. That does sound pretty fun. Yeah, that sounds fun. That's yeah. way more fun than backpacking. I've, I've, I've gone out there twice. Mention <laughs> of hiking San Gorgonio and every single time we're just like, oh, let's get drunk and mess around with awesome sand dunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you'd fit in with cool. our style of backpacking. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been in the middle of a sand ocean? No. What's, no, a, I don't even what's know. a sand ocean? I, I, I didn't even know that, that's a thing. A sand ocean? That, you just look and there's nothing but sand. Like So where else. is this? Is this like New Mexico? Where is this? Yeah, Arizona. The glamorous sand. Arizona? Okay. Yeah. So it's just, a, it's so you went out there and you, what did you rent? Like four wheelers? Is that what you're talking about? No, doing? no. One of my, my best friend, one of his buddies, they have a sand rail. It's like a 600 horsepower Corvette supercharged. Oh, okay. Like three feet of suspension travel. Oh, it's like a dune buggy, like a souped up dune buggy. Okay. Yeah. Like big, gnarly. You can fit four people in it. Oh, sick. Turbocharged. Like I said, 600 horsepower Corvette engines. Oh, that sounds fun as hell. Yeah. So they, they haul out these trailers and RVs and we just basically go out and camp in the desert and load up the, the sand rail and go out and. For literally days, dude, just like go out. Wait, wait, wait. Do, do you just get this? lit and get in this and just crush the dunes in this 600 that's horsepower exactly buggy? It. That's <laughs> it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's so I didn't know this was a thing people did. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's like thousands of people out there. <laughs> <laughs> you get these hot spots that everybody knows about. Like, the really? Real so all of a sudden, you're like just driving for three hours in the desert, you're just cruising, like hitting bumps and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, you go over this dune and there's like 6,000 RVs and really sand rails everywhere. And like, just, they know where the cool spots are and it's a big, huge party and everyone rages and does laps. Wait, oh, what? it's crazy. What? So what this, this sounds, I, I did, I didn't know that this was a thing. Awesome. That's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, 
What's and that? the only reason I talk about that, that's like a total side tangent, right? Because you should make a YouTube video yeah. doing that. <laughs> Dude, the last time I did this, I wasn't on YouTube. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's been quite a few years since I've been out there to to do that. That's really But cool. I hadn't had a channel at that point. Um, I, oh, man, I'd love to go back out and do one. What's that called? Like like dune buggying? Like what's that? A sand rail. Sand, it's sand, sand, sand rail? Sand. Okay. Yeah. I ne- I didn't even. This is what's so cool about doing these podcast stuff. I Fantastic. didn't even know that. I didn't even know that was a thing. But it sounds yeah. so cool. I mean, these things are like these are like dune buggies that cost more than my house. Dude. Okay, okay, it's just like insane. Just a, just a, amazing scotch. Um, that's awesome. So, have you done anything else that's just like super cool? Oh, there's some good questions in here. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we're let's, yeah. Let's address the audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We're all gonna address right, the audience. Right. You're 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 refilling. Okay. We're refilling. Okay. So, right. um, <laughs> hey, how do you? Uh, I, it's really, really good. It's not as good as Blaine's. So. Get out of here. No, it's, it's very good. It's, it's better. Than it's Blanton's. not better than Blanton's. It's very good. Okay. All right. Quite, quite. <laughs> address the. We audience. were having a okay. We're having a bourbon debate there. Okay, so backpacking with Jason. I I made a post in the comments. I said if anybody has questions, ask them. So. I don't know if this makes maybe sense. Maybe it's better than plans. I don't know. All right. Okay. Next question. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. All right. Question. Doesn't matter. It's right. really good. Back in, back in with Jason says, does, I'm a little drunk. All right. <laughs> just, <laughs> dude, just a little. To keep it together. I know. Back in with Jason says, does he play music? Do you play music? Oh. Oh, man. yeah. I know. He told me about this, too. Okay. You're like a rock. I mean, you're like a... A, a, you're, you are a musician, I believe, but an, yeah, answer that. I've, I've been playing guitar. I've been dabbling with guitar since about eighth grade. Okay. Yep. 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 I, I, there I, you go, Jason. You probably already knew that. He did. He did. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, Midwest Backpacker. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I just saw him on Jason's channel. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. Great. He gave us COVID. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a pretty good beard. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't give us COVID. It was food poisoning. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I know. I'm just kidding. I know. We're going to mess with you forever. <laughs> All right. This. Sorry. What's this question? All right. Uh, any uh, winter shoe recommendation? That's a good person yeah, see, to ask. See, Let us know, the, know your favorite comes, winter everybody, shoe. Everybody wants to know gear. Yeah. Oh, man. Son of a bitch. <laughs> You're just like, I I'd just like to buy. Know. I'd like I just, to know. You just have mental toughness. You're like, I just buy whatever shoes. Um, honestly, that's that's almost it, right? You experiment and find out what you can get away with and what you like. Um, I run hot. I run yeah. really, really hot. So I will get away with a 200-gram thin silhouette all winter long, like down to sub-zero. That's fine with me. It works. Um, that's that's not going to work for everyone else. That being said, um, Solomon is my footwear. Nice. Place. Okay. Nice. I have All Solomon's. Right. That makes Watch me feel really good about that. Nothing. They're just Solomon rocks. And is good. Better as far as I'm nice. concerned. All right. My my winter boots are Solomon's. They so. make good winter boots, yeah. and they make even better running shoes and trail I have, shoes. I have a trail runner too from Solomon. All right. All right. Good. That's, that's awesome. Um, a Todd. Asked, yeah, did, yeah. Did he ever run cross country? Did you ever run cross country? I did. I did. When I was in school, I ran cross country a lot. Um, sounds like they know the answer to these yeah. questions. Yeah. So, yeah. It sounds <laughs> like, so. I'm going to assume you were a serious cross country runner then. Um, 
I've got some records. What do you? Oh, have? Yes. Okay. okay. Right. That's why I run a lot. Asking. Wait, I run a lot. I don't have any records, but I am a runner, quote unquote. Okay, so what do you got? What do you mean? What do I got? Like, what are your records? Um, currently standing, like I don't know, honestly. But okay. like when I was in fifth grade, I ran a five ten mile, which was a big deal. I think that's that is geez, a big deal in fifth, fifth grade. Fifth, so God. I think that's still on the wall in the in the school. Um. Ah, oh boy, I don't even know. Like a lot of what was your ribbons, distance? A, a lot of blue ribbons, you know, first place mm-hmm. trophies. Um, had half mile records at some. Point. So were you a sprinter then? I was a sprinter okay. and a distance runner. What was your? What was your? Because I, I back in the spring and I did cross country, which is primarily my passion in the fall. What was your? Um, so, what was your like best? Like, did you ever do a mar- Do you marathon times or anything like that? Um, I haven't really dabbled with marathons. Have you done a half? I just don't have no. Well, I've run over thirteen miles a gazillion. Okay, but okay. I'm, but your your like record distances were like at the mile. So you were like that's like a track athlete for sure. Track and cross country. Yeah, yeah three three miles. Do three, you still run? I dabble in it, but I haven't done anything serious in a long. That's time. a shame. I feel like you'd be a fantastic candidate for like ultra marathon running. With the, especially with your hiking it, background. It's possible, but I really lack the mental drive to just keep on doing But the way. winter backpacking. I feel like <laughs> you, you, you're you're perfectly suited to get into it with your running background and your hiking background, you know? I could. I probably could. I just don't have the interest to dedicate myself to that much. Yeah, I run a lot. It's on one thing. I mean, I'm so interested in so many things. Yeah. I've I've run a lot of miles, right? I mean, I've, that's what I did in high school and school. I just ran and ran and ran and ran until I discovered drugs and women. And then, nice, <laughs> that's way more fun than running. <laughs> so, it it's just one of those things, you know. I I did pretty well in school um, as far as running was concerned, yeah. you know. And that was that was it. like it's basically reliving high school days, right? Yeah. I mean, at one point in time in my life, I was the second fastest cross-country runner in the state of New Hampshire. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Did you just say that with quotes? <laughs> so you were the now, second? I, I, I say that because it's like, you know, it's like the 40-year-old dude that's reliving But his, you were the second fastest runner in the state of New Hampshire? At one point, yeah. In nice. My, in my class. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Thanks, right. A. Todd. Yeah. Great question. That's why there's a little bit of hesitancy. To I can see yeah. that. Yeah. I know there's a ton of people watching, and I don't want to be that, like, almost you, 40. Dude. You don't like bragging. I can tell. Shit, you know? <laughs> let, it, let it go, dude. <laughs> what else? What else All we right. got for All him? right. Robin Hikes asks, love or hate Owl's Head? I don't know what that means. That's, like, one of the best mountains to hike in the White Mountains. So that's it's a mountain? It's a mountain? Owl's yeah, Head? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's one of the mountains that takes... It's got a really long, flat approach. A lot of people think it's boring, but it's got an awesome rock slide for like the last mile that you climb up. It's very aggressive, and there's not a lot of people that go there. Okay, so he likes it? All right, next Out. question. Good hike. This is not for, for you, Justin, but it says, what are you drinking? And are you drinking? Yeah, what are, yeah, you, yeah, drinking? What are you drinking, Chase? Justin, sorry. Me? Yeah. Whistle pig, right? The whistle pig straight, straight rye. rye. Nice. And he's drinking the the pricey ten year stuff. Nice. Well, I figured this was Yeah. This is a special. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Shill Brothers, man. This I know. Nice. I know. I know. Nice. Hey, I'm happy to hear you bring the good stuff out for us. Yeah. yeah. Good. Special. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. We're drinking uh, Wild Turkey Con- Kentucky Spirit Single Barrel, and it is it's really good. Delish. It's really good. It's hard to get. It's I've really never good. had that. It's really good. It's very good. I hadn't uh, had it till an hour ago. <laughs> it's really good. Um. All right. Uh, Anything else? Yeah, oh, there's a lot. Okay. <laughs> All right, this is from Unpaved Explorer. I know you very well. You were at the last meetup. John Coffee, man. Who? John Coffee. John Coffee. All Coffey. right, you've just been outed. Sorry, I shouldn't have done that. That's awesome. I think about the Green Mile every time. Yeah, I was like, is that Green Mile? you said that. I was like, isn't that Michael Clark Duncan's name from the Green Mile? You'll recognize him from the meetup. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. I'm really sorry, John. I'm new at this. <laughs> Justin, do you do more off-trail adventures, or do you straight stay on the established trail? I am a bushwhacker. Oh, I, nice. I like going off-trail, off nice. the beaten path, especially now. Especially okay. now. That's nice. why a lot of my videos, some of them are pretty vague about what I'm doing, where I am, because I don't really want to say. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, that's fair. We need to do more of that. So... There's some gear questions coming in. Michael Cahill says, "What, uh, what is his winter clothes gear? Any suggestions on winter clothing?" Again, um, personal preferences. You know, avoid cotton layers and yeah. wool. Wool is awesome. Any synthetic layers. That's. I mean, honestly, I know it's like real cliche, but that's. There's a reason. As, as far as brands, I'm not brand specific. Yeah. You know, if, if something works and fits, then I'll use it. Nice. So kind of segueing, Larry L. says, what does your upper body winter layer system for extreme weather look like? Um, my first base layer is a short sleeve synthetic because I don't want to be limited to long sleeves. I always use a short sleeve first. I'll put mm-hmm. a long sleeve over that. And then usually from there, I mean, those are my base layers. I'll have a thin Under Armour hoodie that I put over those two layers. And then from there, I'm either in my outer shell that I'm rocking outside while I'm doing things or my down jacket. And that's what I use when I'm done sitting around doing nothing because it's really, really warm and you obviously don't want to get those wet. Yeah. yeah. So those, those are primary, those are my primary, like four or five layers right there. Short sleeve, long sleeve, and they're all thin, but I run hot. That's worth noting. Yeah. Like I yeah. get away with some pretty minimal stuff in really cold weather. So that's what works for me. And I sweat a lot. So I tend to not wear a lot when other people are. So it's really hard for me to say. But yeah. that's what I use. That is what I use. That's interesting because I run cold. Yeah, I run hot. He runs cold. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so Does that create a huge dynamic? You're right. Right? Is one of you always stopping and wanting to take clothes off and the other one's always wanting to put clothes on? And, I mean, are you guys stopping a lot to adjust? I don't know if we have the the, the serious temps that would, re- no. that would require uh, we just, that. We just sweat through it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is terrible. Yeah, but but that's Ohio winter. Yeah. So. All right. So <laughs> Miyagi asks, deep winter camping. Are you using a polk sled or just backpack? Do you do polk stuff? 
I do do polk stuff, but primarily on less ambitious mileage hikes or base camping. And from base camp, I'll get much more ambitious. Um, A polk is not suited well to covering a lot of miles in the deep mountains of New England. We've got a lot of elevation and stuff, so typically I avoid it if I want to cover a lot of miles. But if I'm going to set up base camp, I pull it in. I yeah. absolutely will pull it in. I would do the same thing. Yeah, I've never even done one. I'd like to. Pull? Yeah, I'd like to. I've never done it's one. Amazing. I've never it's done amazing. snowshoes either. Oh, my God. I know, yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Any tips there? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. That's that's another hour-long conversation. I know. All on I know. I would, I would like to. It was, this is actually a funny story. While well, he finds the next question. I, no, I'm actually going to give you a comment from David. Gray. David Gray. Yeah. yeah. He said, Justin, you are the real deal. You saved my ass on the Adirondack trip. Truly appreciated. Your sense of humor and video style <laughs> are fantastic. Thank you, David. <laughs> that's, a nice, that's a nice comment. Yeah, David. David just coming in. Nice. That. Yeah, David, thank you. Nice. David, guy. No, David's awesome. Like I said, I mean, we went on that trip and he was carrying a huge pack and he's a big dude and you troopered through it and i don't want to say too much and like out anybody but at a certain point you know i could tell he was kind of struggling and Mm -hmm. he's not a complainer man no No. dave is not a complainer a little bit and so i he was like, kind of nurtured that, you know, let's stop dude, David, break. you look like shit, man. Let's yeah, go. David, David, we need to turn around. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's no more loop. No, let's do an out and back. Turn around, but I didn't say that at all. Not one bit, but like, let's take a break, you know, let's eat yeah. some food. You know, I mean, that's the funny. Went awesome. Yeah, man. yeah, he's, he's the best. You know what? In those videos that off the wrong way. Yeah. At all. <laughs> I was so impressed that. In those videos, David had all the Olympic history from staying in that yeah. town. That yeah, was, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot no, about that. Fine. That was pretty incredible stuff. And like walking down Lake Placid with David, yeah. it's like being with like Fritz Weatherby in New Hampshire. <laughs> like I, I don't know if you guys know. Who no, is. who's Fritz like Weatherby? No idea. Who's Fritz he, Weatherby? He's showing us these tracks and like telling us names and. <laughs> He knew it all. Like he was obviously very influenced by the situation. David Gray is like super knowledgeable about the Lake Placid Olympics. Yes, he is. <laughs> Have you watched the video? I don't remember that. David's going on and on about like everybody. He knows everything about those Olympics. <laughs> Dude, his knowledge and passion. That's such a random time. thing to know a lot about. It's random, but like you, you sit there and think about it and it's like... <laughs> Just put some time into it. That is, that is <laughs> no, hilarious and funny. That's cool, though. That's cool. It Olympics inspired sweet. me. It really did. I was yeah. like, wow. You know, I just come out here because I want to hike. Some yeah, like you didn't realize. Yeah, like everything that's about funny. everything that we can see. Oh, that's it was funny. crazy. Um, and, then, and then you saw Jason Wish real quick, and then he was gone, just like that. <laughs> that's right? funny. Um, all right. Um, yeah. w- one more. Question. One more question. Yep. From back. Back to the outdoors said, have you read where you'll find me or not without peril? Great books about I, the whites. I've, I've read where you'll find me quite a few times cover to cover. And oh, oh, he's got oh, it. Wow. Nice. Not without peril is that's, it's one of my favorite books ever. I mean, I'm constantly reading this thing. 
when I was on my last canoe trip, the nine day one, I brought this. Like I just, I constantly just read this thing. That's constantly. cool. That's cool. Amazing. Okay. It is amazing. It's incredible. Go Keeps on. you on your toes, man. When you read about all those people dying in places that you're familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Wow. Like, it's, the, <laughs> it's the real deal. Um, all right, man. Thanks for talking. That was that, pretty fun, right? That was an hour and 17 minutes. Yeah. Goes, that was, it goes by fast. That yeah, was your. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> well, um, we're gonna everybody's going to hit you up now for theirs. So this yeah, is, it was fun, right? Yeah, it's pretty that fun. Was a, pretty was, easy, yeah. right? Yeah, not, not we hard. Have to leave now? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we keep these. What do you at, want to talk about? We keep these at uh, yeah. Um, Let's uh, get. <laughs> you gotta save that for our Friday live streams. We, I gotta work tomorrow. <laughs> um, in fact, we will be streaming tomorrow with a Todd. By the way, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, you should. You yeah, should come on for that in, one, and then you can give the crap about a Todd on the. Uh, on the trip yeah uh all right dude thanks for coming this was really fun yeah no super yeah we we freaking love you no no this is cool and uh at some point do it again yes absolutely yes yeah we're gonna come up and get in that hot tent with you Um, (laughs) all right yeah all right sir we'll see you man i appreciate it thanks a lot see ya that was fun oh amazing yeah um Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. 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 All right, everybody. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you for watching. Yeah. I got. I have to say this. We got to say this every time. If you're listening on iTunes, give us a review. Yeah. A please. bunch of people have reviewed us. Yeah. I, I have to say that every podcast. It does it's, help. It's fine. Even you if can, it's a bad review. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> you, do get some. You, you can tear us to shreds. Overall, we're actually very highly reviewed. But give us a review. Yeah, please. If, uh, other than that, that was really fun, and we will be uh, back. It's nice to talk to somebody who um, like knows their shit. Yeah, that that was incredible, actually. Um, the conversation we had with him. Wow. Uh, he's an interesting dude. Go check out his channel. And we will be back tomorrow night with yeah. all with all things outdoors. Yeah. And we'll see everybody on the next backcountry BSing. All right. Bye everybody.